Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. When you think about the moment that you discovered God in a very personal way, what comes to mind? What was that moment where you first felt His love moving through you? In this conversation, I talked to Rachel Smith about that particular moment in her life. Rachel was raised in the Catholic faith, but only came to really understand it in adulthood when it seemed like she couldn't figure out what her own purpose in life was. Through a fateful commute and asking life's toughest questions, it led her to not only claim and share her faith, but also provide a platform for other folks to share their stories of conversion. In this episode, Rachel and I talk about what led her to ask the tough questions, how she came to start her podcast to grow good, and how a conversation with her grandfather helped her to see God's greater purpose in her life. Rachel. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you for joining me. You have the privilege of being the very first Rachel that I've ever interviewed. Ah, that's um, crazy. It is just because I'm sure as you know, it's such a common name in our society and in our world. So I'm surprised that over a year has passed and you're the first one that I've interviewed. So I'm very grateful Mm. for that. I hope that for listeners, it's not too confusing, but I'm just so thrilled that you're here today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so pumped to be here. Wonderful. So let's jump right in. I was wondering if you could first start by introducing yourself and sharing with listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do right now. Definitely. Yeah. So my name is Rachel Smith. I am living and working in Massachusetts in the United States. And I've recently had a pretty intense and deep conversion back into my Catholic faith that I was raised in. But I spent years really distancing myself from the faith and from God. And yeah, I've had quite the wild journey back into the faith and uh, coming to know God and meeting God just at a really, really personal level. He's shown himself to me and made himself so clearly known in my heart and in my life. And yeah, I've just been trying my best to listen to his nudges, be open to his spirit and just follow wherever he's, he's leading me, which is really what led me to start the podcast to grow good and and a couple other things that I'm I'm doing in my life now that were totally prompted by the Holy Spirit and that's that's really what I'm trying to do now is just let him guide me which is how it all began. Hmm. That's so wonderful. And even just before we talk about this radical moment of conversion for you. Like you said you were raised in the Catholic faith but perhaps there was a period of time or a point in time where you felt maybe distant or disconnected and I was wondering if you could share with listeners prior to that moment of conversion, what life was like for you? Like, what were you doing? What were you seeing? What were you hearing? Yeah. So I was raised Catholic, like you were saying, and um, 
my family was amazing. I mean, and still is. We're all really, really close. And my parents did pretty much everything that the Catholic family, you know, you're supposed to do. Like we would go to mass every Sunday. We would pray the rosary every now and then together. We would talk about God to an extent. But as we got older, you know, you get older, you become teenagers, you have your own lives going on. And things can sometimes get in the way between you and God. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's what was happening for me. I was kind of, I became kind of like a typical teenager in America. You know, I was doing all the things that you typically do and having, having a blast. I mean, I loved my friends. I loved my family. And I would say through high school, I did keep, you know, a pretty solid faith background. But I guess the way I try to explain it is that I went through CCD, I went through all the motions, but it wasn't connecting in my heart. Like I didn't really understand what I was doing. I just was kind of going to this class and looking at it like another extension of my school Mm -hmm. work, I guess. Like I would look at it as a class and I wouldn't really connect to it in my everyday life. I think also partly is just in my own story, I've been able to realize that there's just nothing anybody can really do to mm-hmm. accept, you know, you have to do it, right? Like he gives us that free choice. Like we have to be the ones to let him into our hearts. And I think that has become so clear for me in my story is that I think for a long time, I was blessed to know the truth that he was there, but I didn't really let it penetrate my heart or my life or really connect with me. And so then I went off to college and I ended up going to Syracuse University, which was awesome. So much fun. But also a very uh, secular kind of lifestyle. I stopped going to mass just kind of naturally because I was off on my own and I was just so overwhelmed too. I grew up in a really small town. So when I went to university, I was like five hours away from everything I ever knew. And it was this huge university and so much was going on uh, and all these new faces. And I was really just trying to keep up with life, I think, in a lot of ways. And now looking back, I so wish that that is where I found my faith because I think it would have been so amazing to find it at that time. But I didn't. I just kind of went on with my life and live in that Syracuse party lifestyle, you know, having fun with my friends, loving my family, loving my boyfriend, who's now my husband. We dated all throughout college and long distance. But then I graduated, moved to Boston, moved to the city. I got a job in PR, which was what I went to school for um, at this agency. I was downtown. It was almost like the more I got from the world, the more lost I was kind of feeling. I remember in college just having nights where I would literally call my mom, just like, I don't get this. Like, I feel like I wasn't happy with the life that I was living. I mean, I was happy. I was having a great time, but I just, I think I knew deep down I was missing something, but I couldn't really place it. And then graduated and got this job. Again, I was like, okay, well, now I'm living in the city. I have this awesome job. You know, basically everything that I've worked for from the world's point of view, yet I'm feeling so unfulfilled, I think is the best word. I was just feeling restless in my soul. And that's why I love that St. Augustine quote, that our hearts are restless until we rest in you. When I first heard that, I was like, it so encompassed my story just because I did feel so restless. I'm like, what am I missing? Because the world... I've gotten everything that everyone, you know, 
has told me. And then I was finally, this was really coming to head. And uh, I was on my commute, which I hated my commute. (laughs) I hated uh, being on the T every morning, like stuffed in with all these people. Like, and it was just, ugh. And (laughs) even though I love Boston, it's a great city, but I knew in my heart that this wasn't really what I deep down was made for. I remember in my head just thinking these thoughts, which now I realize I was praying, <laughs> but I, I wasn't praying. Like I wasn't like even talking to a, to God. I just said like in my head, like, man, is this all there is to life? Because if it's just like basically wake up, go to work, come back, go to sleep, do it again, I'm going to be just so bored and like run down. I just remember thinking that and I'm like, for the next like 50 years, this is what I'm going to do. Like, uh, (laughs) that was honestly the first time I just felt this response in my heart and in my soul. It was like a movement of my soul really, where I just felt this knowing that there was something else and I was missing it. And I think that's the best way to put it. I didn't know for sure. Like, you know, I didn't know it was the Catholic church. I didn't know it was the the faith. Um, But I just knew there was something else and I was missing it and that I should continue to seek. And yeah, at the same time, my brother went to Franciscan University. So my brother is one year younger than me. And it was kind of funny because when we went off to college, he ended up choosing Franciscan, which is like this super Catholic, vibrant community in college in in, uh, America. And I went to Syracuse. And so I just saw this awakening of the faith in my brother. Like he really met and came to know Jesus at that period of his life. And something was changing in him. And I just knew it. That was a big part too, because I think I was trying to figure that part of it out as well. Like what's going on with my brother, you know? Really, that moment on the tee was that crack, that little crack in my heart that began my journey of just seeking. That's when I started to question things, started to ask the tough questions of myself, of life, you know, all those deeper questions, and then actually started searching for truth. Right. You know, what is so profound, it just makes me think of the movie Groundhog Day what you're describing where our lives and I know that this is the same for myself it's like prior to meeting God we get into this cycle or this pattern of life and I think for a period of time we recognize the novelty of it and it's like wow I have this amazing job everything that I've ever hoped for and worked hard for I've achieved and I've made it but then recognizing that our hearts are made for so much more And after a while, like with anything, the novelty does wear off. And then we're kind of face to face with this idea. (laughs) And I 100% relate to your transit struggles and the commute struggles. (laughs) And sometimes it really is in those moments where you're stuck there and you're kind of like, okay, what else is there for me to do? Like, what is really my purpose? And I think you've really articulated that so beautifully. So how did you come about to start seeking that truth? What did you do? Yeah. So then this is like the really funny part because it's so clearly the Holy Spirit. Now I know it's so clearly the Holy Spirit, but in the moment I didn't know. So I started asking the tough questions. And one of which was women, 
and women's role in the faith, one, but two, womanhood in general. I think I had so many lies told to me through the world. I don't know. I knew something was off. A big thing was actually birth control too. I like, I had been on it for a long time and it was like those things that you hear and it's so true. It's like Mm. you go to your doctor when you're like 16, they ask you a set of questions and they just prescribe you birth control and you're like, okay, like I guess I'm supposed to take this now. Not really knowing what it is that you're taking or Mm. what it's doing to your body, how it's impacting your health. It's funny because around that time, I remember I was taking it and I remember like I wanted to stop taking it. Just Mm. just something in me like just felt like I didn't want to take this pill every morning. And that was a big part of my story at that point too, because I ended up searching at one point in one Google search, feminism and Catholicism. Mm. (laughs) Because I was just like, can these two things coexist? Do they coexist? Which is so funny now because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, they can. They literally, that's the whole purpose of woman. We were made so beautifully. And just that I searched that and I found uh, the Catholic Feminist podcast, which came up in Google search, praise God that that's what came up. And I clicked it and I listened and the first one episode and, and it was Claire just talking all this truth, you know, like about how Jesus was the OG feminist, like, and, <laughs> and using terms like that, that I, that I could totally relate with. Cause I, I was totally in that spot where I was not in a place to hear some like really deep theological arguments or anything. I just wanted truth at a level that I could relate to. And that's what he gave me. That's what the Holy Spirit gave me. And then that was the beginning. I remember the first time listening to it and kind of being like, what are these women talking about? Like they were talking like another language from what I've heard people talk. And they were so confident about it. Like they just knew it was right. And I'm like, what the heck? This is so different than (laughs) what everybody else thinks. So I couldn't stop listening. I just couldn't stop listening. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I agree with all this, but at the same time, I can't stop listening. And so she would interview these amazing Catholic women every episode and then link to things in the show notes, obviously. And that would eventually lead me down the road to find other women, find other resources. Um, And I continued to kind of follow that stream for a couple years and then it wasn't until just recently that I started noticing in all these things I was listening to and reading that they really emphasized praying every day, this relationship with God, this like daily living relationship with God. And it's funny because those things hadn't really stuck out to me before. And then all of a sudden there was this period where that really stuck out to me mm. in my heart. And I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I should try that. (laughs) And so that's when I opened the Bible. And I actually started with a verse that had stuck around with me my whole life. The one in Matthew about just the birds of the sky. Look at Mm -hmm. the way the wildflowers grow. See how they don't worry. Your father cares so deeply for you that you don't need to worry about these things. And I just loved that. It's spoken deeply to me. I don't even know when I first came across it, but I just, I loved that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to find that verse where that is in the Bible. I found it and I started in Matthew. 
ended up reading Matthew and midway through Matthew, it just was blowing my mind and my heart. The Holy Spirit just was flowing in. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember just thinking like, what do you want me to do, Lord? You know, I know you're real. Like Mm. I just knew it. I started going to daily mass and getting the Eucharist, went to confession for the first time in a long time. And that's really when I could just hear his voice so clearly in my heart. And luckily, thank God, I still can. And I was praying one day asking just like, now that I know that you're real and that I'm talking to you, (laughs) what do you want me to do? Because, wow, you know, the world that doesn't know that you're real (laughs) all the time. That's when I had just heard so clearly two things. One was to start a Bible study in my community. And the other thing was to start this podcast um, to grow good. Yeah. But at the time I was like, cool, cool in the Bible study, but I'm not going to do that podcast thing. No, 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 no. (laughs) And so it took many months to build up the courage and get the things all in place. So really it was actually, again, the Holy Spirit working because he again, totally set up this Bible study. It was amazing. I emailed Mm -hmm. this guy on a whim and he emails me back within a minute saying, I was just praying for somebody to reach out to start a group. It's just so many things like that have happened that it's just so beyond logical explanation (laughs) Mm -hmm. that um, he's made it so easy for me and so clear uh, the path that he wants me to go and the doors that he's opened and then the people he brought into my life that it would become so clear that their story he wanted to share And I would just know that so clearly on my heart when I'd meet someone. And I would know for a few months there, I'm just like, okay, Lord, I know you want me to start this. Because I would just hear these amazing stories of how he's worked. And I'd be like, man, that would make a really great episode. But, you know, have this idea in my head, but not willing to do it just yet. And then just finally started doing it, which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And praise God for you to just have that courage to follow through. And certainly as you're sharing that, I think back to parts of my own story where the resistance was real. And yet there is without a doubt, God working in the background and in the process. And, you know, like we fear that we'll have to push the doors open ourselves. But, you know, many times as you have shared, and I know that I've shared with listeners as well, you know, he'll just hold the doors open and he'll just kind of stand there, but not kind of like in a begrudging, like, okay, I'm holding the door open. Now you can pass. Like I'm waiting for you to pass. Like he'll be patient (laughs) and he'll allow us to make that choice on our own to walk through the door ourselves. How long ago was that, that you first got that very specific call from him to start the Bible study as well as start the podcast? I remember in November, I think is when I emailed Aaron, our guy at the local parish, just a cold email, picked an email. And it's just so crazy. I mean, the Bible study that he clearly was asking me to start, we're now up to over 52 women on my email list. It's just insane. I really can't comprehend it. It's just, it's so wild when you say yes and you let him in and you just let him lead. Because his plans are just so much greater than our own. And I mean, he's just shown me so much about my true identity too. Healing those places as a woman in the world, 
and then giving me purpose and then giving me work (laughs) and keeping me busy. It's just so beautiful to look back at that moment that I was talking about on the tee where I was just asking that question to watch how he's answered it in so many layers, so many ways and continues to answer it. You know, it's really only the beginning, I feel like Mm -hmm. in so many ways. Absolutely. I've heard it said in the economy of salvation, nothing is wasted. And, you know, even those times where we have gone astray or we have chosen something that perhaps we know that God would have never chosen for us, like he still finds a way to bring us back so long as we say yes. And Rachel, like this is entirely evident in the work that he's allowed for you to do, like the purpose he's endowed on you. And Many times, like I wish that I am talented enough to do YouTube and have videos and whatnot, because the amount of witness and the fire that is coming out, your expression is, it's just (laughs) so much. And I'm so on fire with you. So that's just so wonderful. So thank you for speaking that truth and that word. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is something too, that I think he's still working to bring that to full fruition because I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad to have the opportunity today to be able to to talk about that. I think it's a real big passion of mine now, which is mm-hmm. so beautiful to see how he works like that. Usually kind of like what you're saying, the scars that we have or the wounds or the cuts that we have, you know, he wants to redeem it. Mm-hmm. And then not only he just heal it, he wants to bring about like restoration and healing for others through it. And I just think my own experience of learning those lies and learning what I had just unknowingly really walked into and then coming to know the real truth of like my body and just like how beautiful it is and how we were made just so beautifully. Theology of the body has been a huge part of that as well. It's just so beautiful. And I just think it's so hidden and that's the evil one's doing. He's done a heck of a job on this world. (laughs) And it's just like when you get your hands on truth, there's something in your heart that you just know it's, it's true. And that's really what happened for me. I have this passion for talking to other women about that specifically because there's just so much greater. There's so much greater for you, whether it's religious regions or not, really just to learn about your body and to learn about what's going on, what you're seeing and why. I just feel like it's something that we've masked with birth control and it's just so important to get to know your body. Yeah. Amen to all of that. Thank you so much. That's so great. So of course, now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about To Grow Good. We've talked about before, like starting a podcast of any capacity is all parts challenging and nerve wracking, but also if it is for the Lord and he's really anointed it, as I've seen him anoint your own project, he does make a way and he makes it so easy. In terms of the title, I'd love to hear from you. Why did you call your podcast To Grow Good? Yeah, that's a great question. It was like six months when I first uh, felt that in prayer. But um, weirdly enough, the name actually came to me before the podcast did, Mm -hmm. which is really strange. But yeah, so the name actually, it's funny. I actually realized that I had reserved the Instagram handle to grow good for no real reason. So it really starts from my grandfather, which is another kind of part of my story. But my grandpa, who passed away when I was in college, 
he was uh, such a man of faith. He was so, so um, into his Catholic faith and it made such an impact on all of us. And it continues to make an impact on all of us, even after he's gone, which is another thing that just, I think, speaks volumes about the faith and those seeds that you leave even when you've passed. I remember one of my last conversations with him that really sticks out is he was explaining to me how life is like a seed, really, that you grow and you kind of plant your seeds and then you water them and you tend to them where you feel is like necessary and important. And then you can grow plants and trees from that. And so he was basically explaining to me like how yeah, you can tend to your life and you tend to people in your life. You can tend to things in your life that matter. And it was funny because we didn't really talk about the faith in that specific conversation. But I think, again, I think it was the Holy Spirit working through him. There was something so just, it just sticks with me, that conversation. And I think that's another reason why that scripture verse learn from the way the wildflowers grow was something that I think I had seen out of context. Like it was like on a blog or I don't even know. I didn't know it was scripture when I first read it. And I was like, Oh, I love that. And then I think I Googled it and realized, Oh wow, that's a scripture verse. I didn't know that. But again, it was the Holy Spirit totally working through that. Then I kind of connected those two things in my mind. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. The plants and like the seeds and then the way the wildflowers grow. And then while I was reading Matthew, it was like the scripture verses about seeds and plants were just jumping off the page into my heart. I just understood those at such a deep level and I loved them. I loved to ponder about them, just like reflecting on that imagery of like a seed growing and then like becoming a plant and then becoming a tree and then being able to bear fruit. Like just that whole idea, I just connect back to my life, I think probably a lot because of that first conversation with my grandpa too. Once I had this all happen to me, to grow good came to me somewhere along the way with that kind of seed and plant imagery. But then when I uh, really had gone through my whole story, looking back, I can just so clearly see how it was a seed. It was like a tiny little seed that was planted and how he grew it over time. He watered it and he tended to it, my soul. He would give me exactly what I needed when I needed to hear it. And there were times when I was listening to things and I still am, and I'll think a question or I'll have a conversation with someone about a question. And then the next day I'll be listening to something and I'm going back in catalogs here, like old podcasts. They happen to talk about that question. And I'm just like, what? Like, (laughs) I'll I'll just like look up like, Lord, how is this happening? Like, you're just answering everything that I ask. I see that as like watering this like seed, you know, and then growing it. And then I love there's one scripture verse. Yeah. I think it's the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed maybe, but then it grows up to be like one of the biggest plants and birds can come and perch in its branches. And it's so beautiful. But that's like our life, right? If we can grow that seed of the Holy Spirit within us, it will grow out into Mm -hmm. this 
thing, this tree, this plant that will touch other people's lives and other, other people will be able to come and, and perch in your branches. I just, I just love that idea. So long story short, that's where the name comes from. And I just love to look at someone's story and try to think of it as that seed and when it was first planted and then how he has tended to it and how he's grown that within them. What a beautiful story. As you're talking about it, that's exactly what I thought of is just the fact that the Bible takes such care to mention the fact that it is the smallest of all seeds. And yet, if our faith is even that small, when we allow for God to, like you're saying, tend to it and water it, and we are willing to put in the work ourselves, it can grow into something incredible and magnificent. And I think the other thing that stands out too is, and of course, like I'm by no means a biologist or someone who knows trees (laughs) but my understanding of just the ways in which trees that have like seeds acorns or even like their pines and whatnot like as they grow sometimes things will fall to the ground as the rain comes and waters it as things get kicked around they too have the opportunity to grow and I feel like in many ways we know that our lives will never be like clean cut and perfect the work in itself is hard and we have Mm. to put that work in So it may feel like sometimes we're a seed being kicked around as people are walking along the trails or, you know, we're forgotten somewhere. But to recognize that Jesus as the ultimate gardener, he never forgets. And in many ways, like he'll go out to seek where those seeds are and take care of them. And he will help us to become that example for other people so that they too can come and nest in our trees or, you know, be an offshoot of our own roots. And it's so wonderful. Like that imagery. Yeah. Um, It's just so beautiful. And like another thing I think in prayer one time he showed me is just like how seeds and plants grow originally, you know, they're in the dark, like they're in that dark soil and they grow down like Roots Mm. literally grow down and they grow every which way. Like you can't tell where they're going to go next. And I just think that there's so much in that um, to just ponder about like how he works in our soul. I don't know. I love that. But, but yeah, and I don't even think I mentioned, but yes. So the podcast, every episode shares someone's own story. So I think it really grew from my own story. And then as I would listen to these podcasts and these other YouTube videos or read books in the faith, I would find myself just wanting to know how the heck these people got to where they are. Cause I would, Mm -hmm. they would be talking about these things and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like, did they grow up like this? Like, have they just always known this? Like, how did they get there? And then I'd be like, so-and-so's name conversion story, you know, like I'm trying to find their stories in full somewhere, but I would find like some on YouTube, some in a podcast in one podcast, but some in a different podcast and some, you know, in a book, but I just wanted one place where I could Mm. just hear fully someone's story. And a lot of times too, like in the beginning, you know, they'll share like a a condensed version of it and then like talk about a topic, but I'm like, wait, wait, no, go back. Wait. So what happened? (laughs) Like, how did you get to where you are? And I just found myself wanting to know more. And then I finally realized that that was really God working through me, giving Mm -hmm. me that desire because I was trying to look for all these conversion stories um, and just how they first met the Lord. I wanted to know how they first met the Lord and how he's worked in their life. And so that's what really became a desire to 
to be like, you know, how he so often does. He'll be like, well, why don't you do that? You know? (laughs) Amazing. And just as you're saying that, it's very funny that you mentioned how maybe God had really prompted you. It's like, well, why not you? Like, why don't you start this? If this is something that you're really craving and looking for. And it's funny because earlier today I was on social media and I came across this post and I, I do apologize. I forget where it's from or who did it, but it's this piece of art where it just says, God may be using you to do something that you're looking for. In many ways, I'm very grateful to you for not only saying yes to that, but saying yes with conviction, because in itself is difficult to do anything, I feel like. And so many times our culture tells us to just kind of kick back and let other people do the work. But I know that as Catholics, too, we are very um, active people, and we do want to seek out answers. And you alluded to at the very beginning of our conversation, like the St. Augustine quote, like, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Because we are human, we will always be seeking truth. But I think the difference between like us as Catholics versus maybe like our brothers and sisters in the world who haven't had the opportunity to meet Christ face to face. Yes, we're continually seeking, but we also know where our destination is. And we know that it's heaven. We know that one day we'll be meeting God face to face. And there's a lot of comfort that comes with that. So thank you for being a champion for those stories. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I think I also finally have come across The Journey Home. Have you heard of that? It's on EWTN, which is awesome. It's like sort of the same idea. But I remember early on too, I just, I wouldn't want to turn on EWTN. Like I was like, I'm not watching that. (laughs) (laughs) But yet I would listen to a podcast. So I don't know if that, if there are other people like that in their journey where it almost seems like that's so deep. I was the same way with the Bible study that I ended up starting in my local community. It was inspired by the same sort of idea of just not feeling ready or not feeling willing yet to go into like this deep kind of prayer groups that that we had. We didn't really have this more like women coming together and like talking about scripture. Like how does that relate to your life? Like we didn't have something just like kind of simple like that. It was always, you know, you had to pay money or Mm -hmm. you had to read these three chapters or you had to watch something or it was like you come and like we pray these kind of like beautiful, but like deep prayers of the Catholic faith. And I felt like I was like not quite there yet, but I just wanted to talk about scripture because I was like just reading Matthew, like, oh my gosh, like geeking out. (laughs) (laughs) So really that's how that, that started. And we ended up, we're using the blessed is she rooted studies, which are amazing. They're perfect. They're exactly what I was kind of looking for. of just like scripture verses, reflection about your life, how, you know, you can use that verse to connect to your life and then discussion questions. And that's what we've been doing in this group. And yeah, so I think that that's so true that when you have that desire, that's how he works. So pay attention to your desires and what you wish you had in your life for your faith life. He'll also answer other things through that. Like I remember praying kind of like, Lord, send me Catholic woman. Cause like, I just like don't have any Catholic woman in my life. And it's so crazy to see how through those two things that he gave me to do, 
he's working in me and giving me things through them. So like I've met such a nice community of Catholic women and I've met so many people online like you and it's opened so many doors and a new level of my faith. So oftentimes when you have those desires or you have those nudges on your heart, just listen to them because he's calling you and he not only wants to do something through you for others, but he also wants to do things through others for you. So amen to all of that. And again, like what comes to mind, like you're talking about the gospel of Matthew. So the fact that we're meant to be a light to the world and when we are living out that light, men and women will look back on our good works and they will give glory back to God where it is due. So again, like that's just so incredible. And and maybe to tie this all together in terms of with this podcast, of course, like I'm looking at the feminine genius and how women have seen God working through their own lives with the talents that he's given to them. So how have you seen your feminine genius develop throughout your life? Yeah, I love that question. And I love that that is the premise of your podcast because it's so needed. It's so, so needed in this world, especially for me, like living on the other side and not really knowing what the feminine genius was at all. So coming to know that has been such a gift. And I think it's played a huge part of my journey. Like I was saying, it was really the beginning of a lot for me was when I found my true identity as a woman um, in Christ, as a daughter of God, my purpose on earth, my purpose for who I am. It just has awakened so many parts of my, my whole life. And then it touched others in my life as well. And it just given me freedom. I think a lot of it too is so, you don't realize it. You think that you're getting more free, but you're actually getting more trapped. Um, And so when you actually learn the truth of who you are, it's so freeing, you know, and it's like, you really can do anything because he's there for you. Um, And so that, that part of my whole journey coming to know the feminine genius, learning about the truth of my identity as a woman in the world. And that that's a beautiful thing. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's funny, the more I came into the faith, the more I realized that a lot of the things of the world, it's the exact opposite. So like the world might tell you that, yeah, women are somehow less than or that our bodies, you know, we should be ashamed of like having a period. You know, we should take birth control to stop our natural processes from happening. Mm -hmm. But the opposite is true. Like that is what makes you beautiful. That is what makes you powerful. And that's what makes you purposeful. And the evil one would love to tell these lies to you, but the truth is so much more powerful. And like you were saying, when you're a light, the light can drive out that darkness. And so I think finding that is really what set the tone for knowing that this is true and that this is good and that this is beautiful. And just knowing that truth in my heart is what's given me confidence to move forward in God, because that's just something that nobody can take away and nothing in the world can take it away. I think that that's what gave me confidence to move forward with God and then gave me confidence to start to share these things with other people. Because when you know in your heart that it's true and you know how much it's healed you and helped you, yeah, the only thing to do at that point is to share it with other people, which is the beauty of our faith. You come to know that we're literally made for a relationship. We're made to share the faith 
So that's, <laughs> that it's been a huge part of my journey. And I thank you for saying yes to sharing that with other women. Cause it's just so, so essential. Hmm. Thank you. And Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your time today and for joining us on the Feminine Genius Podcast. Me too. Thank you so much. It was such a joy to be here and so much fun. Thank you to Rachel Smith for sharing her story today. I was so hyped up from our conversation that I forgot to ask Rachel to close out the episode in prayer. So let's do that together now. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, we thank you so much for always being present in our lives, even in those moments where we feel like we can't see you or we can't feel you. I pray in a special way for Rachel, and I'm so grateful for her faith and for her own witness and testimony, and for the fact that she's been so joyful in using her platform to share the stories of how you have touched other people's lives. And I pray that it continues to bear fruit and that it continues to help each of us to grow deeper and closer to you. And this we ask in your most holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As mentioned, Rachel is the host of the wonderful podcast, To Grow Good. You can listen to those podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can learn more about the show by checking out their website, togrowgood.com, and by following her on Instagram, at togrowgood. A couple months back, Rachel was also very kind and hosted me on to Grow Good, and it was there that I shared my own story of faith and conversion in full. It was amazing to be on the other side of the microphone, and it was such a privilege and a joy to share my story with her listeners. I've left links to where you can find to Grow Good, as well as that episode that I'm in, in the episode description below. You can stay up to date with the Feminine Genius Podcast by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at FemGeniusPod, and you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and many other platforms. All this information can be found on our website, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless always.